Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, your co-host, and uh, normally alongside with me, of course, is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller. And Cindy is on vacation, I guess, if you will, for the next couple of weeks, so she won't be joining us uh, on this morning's show or next week, but uh, she'll be returning in a couple of weeks, and uh, we're certainly going to miss her on this morning's program. We've got a great show for you. Let me just tell you a little bit about uh, the show for those of you tuning in live And then I'll bring on our very special uh, guest panelist. This is actually the second panel discussion that we're going to have on the show this year. And uh, I'm very, very excited to have this group of ladies uh, joining me this morning. But let me just tell you a little bit about the show, and then we'll get right into uh, our discussion this morning. Uh, As I mentioned, this is the Women of Golf Show, and we air live every Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network. Uh, From 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, best way to find us is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or just type in uh, women of golf in the search key and uh, if for some reason if you can't join us live not to worry just scroll down the page and you'll find the on demand section all of the shows of course are auto recorded uh, in their entirety so you can uh, check us out there when it's convenient for you to, to tune into the program another way uh, some other great ways to tune into the show as well is if you go to itunes.com stitcher.com and now tunein.com and under the podcast section just again type in women of golf and that will take you on those respective uh, social media platforms as well. So you can tune in lots of great ways. If you want to call in and speak to either myself or, or Cindy when she's with me, uh, you can do so by calling area code 347-945-5855. Uh, some other great ways to connect with Cindy and I is our respective email. Cindy's is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. And mine, of course, is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And don't forget to join me uh, on my premium show, Golf Talk Live, every Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 Central or 7 to 9 for those of you on the East Coast. Uh, I've got a great Coach's Corner panel coming up this week. And uh, my good friend Byron Casper is going to be joining me on the second half uh, this coming Thursday, again from 6 to 8 Central or, or 7 to 9 uh, Eastern Standard Time for those of you uh, out on the East Coast. So be sure to tune in to that show as well come Thursday evening. So as I said, I've got a great show for you uh, this morning. I'm going to, I'm batching it as you will. I've got three uh, lovely ladies on air with me and I'm going to do a quick introduction and then we'll, uh, we'll get into our uh, discussion for the next uh, hour. Um, this young lady has been on the show a number of times and very good friend of mine. Her name is Pat Roquet and uh, of Rock Your Golf and she's an award-winning marketer, uh, keynote speaker and transformation coach. Uh, Pat knows how to make a business boom on and off the golf course. Uh, she teaches golf marketers and business professionals how to attract and engage their ideal clients. Uh, she's a master connector and teaches systems to transform your life and grow your business now. Uh, she drives social media and executive women's leadership programs for major golf sponsors, including KPMG, Konica Minolta, and the ShopRite LPGA Classic and the PGA Tour. Uh, Pat has served on the boards of the WGANJ and the NJ Association of Women Business Owners, uh, Healthcare Business Women's Association, and the North New Jersey International Special Events Society. Uh, She has extensive experience monitoring and marketing two women uh, in their role as golfer, executive, mom, family concierge, and health wellness uh, decision maker. Uh, She's a mother of two college kids and plays golf all year round with her husband, Alex, and is now living in the laptop lifestyle working part-time from her condo in the golf mecca, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Also joining her this morning is Mary Ann Belts. Mary Ann joined Valley National Bank in 2002 and serves as their uh, one of their vice presidents, territory manager, uh, sales manager in New Jersey. Uh, she brings over 22 years of banking experience to her role at Valley. As territory sales manager, she uh, is responsible for growing the bank's uh, market share 
by offering a wide array of uh, convenient lending, uh, deposit, cash management, wealth management, and treasure, uh, treasury services to businesses and consumers. Uh, Marianne has a long history of uh, deepening existing relationships and developing new business through uh, focused uh, prospecting and networking with local community organizations and uh, centers of influence. Uh, she has a bachelor's degree in marketing, and she is a tireless advocate for women, supporting various education and empowerment programs throughout the northern New Jersey community. Uh, she supports the bank's corporate citizenship philosophy by volunteering uh, much of her time to the Livingston Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, Go Red for Women, Dress for Success, Berkeley Heights uh, Cub Scouts, and uh, the Qantas Club of Livingston, the Community Access Unlimited, CPNJ, uh, Schools of Livingston, and especially proud of her work uh, with the WGANJ, which is, of course, the Women's Golf Association of New Jersey. Uh, both Pat and Ann deliver record-setting uh, growth and big ideas as their social media and marketing lead uh, for the Women's Golf Association of New Jersey, now the largest women's northern New Jersey golf league with over 650 members. Uh, together, they have grown sponsorships and corporate par partnerships uh, 10 times in the past uh, four years, demonstrating the value of uh, collaboration to empower women as leaders on and off the golf course. And rounding out our panel, of course, is Holly DeSantis, uh, one of the premier sponsors uh, of golf, and uh, she's a senior finance executive from Conica Minolta, who uh, herself just learned to play uh, in the past few years, thanks to the WGANJ uh, Association. Uh, she's now an active sponsor, helping uh, more of her friends and colleagues uh, also get into the game. And as, as I mentioned, Conica Minolta is, uh, as you may know, a sponsor of the PGA Tour, and uh, helps uh, now they're helping to uh, implement grassroots support for women's leadership and golf uh, at the local uh, community levels as well. So, ladies, uh, good morning and welcome to uh, the Women of Golf Show. Good morning and thank you for having us. Thank you, Ted. Well, it's We're my pleasure. Uh, I'll tell you, that was, you're welcome. That was a lot to get out. Uh, it's a good thing I can mm -hmm. talk. Um, lots of great accolades, lady. Thank you. Um, so, Pat, I'm going to start with you just to, to, to sort of get into the conversation. And I think it would be interesting for each of you maybe just to briefly talk a little bit about um, why and, and how you got into golf. So, Pat, I'm going to start with you and, and then Mary Beth and then uh, Holly, we'll, we'll finish up with you on this one, okay? No problem. I am the wife and executive who was perpetually left behind for 20-something years. So my husband played golf forever. He used to come down to Myrtle Beach on a golf trip that started with 10 and ended up 40 guys every year, and I was left home either working or with my children, taking out the dog, et cetera, um, had a ski accident, realized I couldn't keep up with that vice any longer and needed something new at age 45. So while I was on crutches um, and a full leg brace, I was working with WebMD, and my manager was laughing because I was having a cranky moment and frustrated because I couldn't get something done with a potential partner. And she said, well, you're going to go play golf. And I looked at her and thought, you're crazy. No, I'm not. Can you not see the crutches or the brace or both? And long story short, she was a woman manager who made me realize that I needed to use golf as a connecting tool to get some quality time with my ideal prospective client who I couldn't get 10 minutes with or 10 seconds with uh, for a year, a whole year. And literally through volunteering in a charity outing for Healthcare Business Women's Association. I joined her committee. I ended up, I was not only not the golfer, I was the finger for the gift wrapping for the tricky tray baskets. How about, <laughs> how non-golf is that? Wow. But long story short, spent 10 <laughs> hours of quality time with my ideal prospect and ended up falling in love with the game. So now at age 45, I found something new. I'm not an athlete. I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time, and it has changed my life forever. And now my goal is to help other people stop getting left behind and do the same. Fantastic. You know, what's interesting is, and, and I just want to point out for the listeners uh, tuning in this morning, that, um, you know, these women have taken up a game, uh, you know, not as children. You know, many of us, myself included, who, you know, started playing golf at a very, very early age. My father introduced me to the game. Uh, and of course, now I'm a, a golf professional. So I'm well entrenched in that. So all of you, of course, are, are business professionals and for the, certainly for the most part have taken up golf uh, much later in your life. And uh, so, Mary Beth, I want to start with you as well. Uh, talk just a little bit about uh, you obviously didn't play um, as a youngster, that, uh, I'm assuming, and have taken up a little bit later in life. Explain um, why and how you got involved in golf. Um, well, 
I started 18 years ago. I was working for a very large bank in New Jersey. I think it technically was based out of Boston at the time. And they wanted us to take our clients out. And I'm like, how am I supposed to take my clients out golfing if I don't know how? So I was actually seven months pregnant with my son. I got a golf pro. I started taking lessons. It was interesting around the belly, but I always hit straight, and that gave me a lot more confidence, so I wasn't slicing it one way or the other. I learned. I took clients out. It was a ball. And over the years, the last four years, I got really hooked on it, and I'm always on the golf course. And I take clients out. I take friends out. It's enjoyable. It, it's, it helps yeah. me build relationships to um, conquer other things in life. Right. Uh, well said. And, um, you know, Marianne, I think as, as a business professional, I think you would agree that it obviously opens up a lot of doors that traditionally may not have been opened by getting access to um, a lot of prof- other professionals in an environment, we're going to talk a little bit about that in more detail, but I think you'll, you'll understand once we get into that part of the discussion um, just how important uh, golf has been to the business community at large and, more importantly, how it's becoming more uh, prevalent now in, in the women's business market. Uh, Holly, what about you? Um, how did you get uh, drawn to the game, and, and what, uh, what have you found uh, since you know, you've been taking up uh, golf? Sure. Um I, uh, I've only been golfing for about three years now. I think this is my fourth year going on. And um, my children are on their way out. I'm going to be an empty nester soon, uh, very soon. And I got to a point where, you know, they weren't outside playing sports anymore. And I found myself wanting to get out, you know, in the springtime where we, I was usually going to a softball game, and now I had nothing to do. So, uh, you know, some, uh, one of my friends here at work, uh, was a part of Wagange, the Women's Golf Association, and she was walking out one night, and she had her clubs with her, and I said, hey, wait a minute, I, I think I'd like to try that. And, you know, Conica Minolt is a big sponsor of golf um, all over right. uh, the country. So, you know, it kind of made sense, and, and I have to say that I joined three years ago. I love it. I love the diversity of the people there. I also am not athletic at all, um, but... Again, same with Marianne. I can I can hit straight, and I've had the opportunity to play with a couple of, of the gentlemen here, and uh, they like me because I, I hit short, but I hit straight, and sometimes it saves them out of uh, some embarrassment. <laughs> but it's been great. I do enjoy the ver- diversity of the, uh, the group there, Ange. Right. Uh, and, and I want to ask um, – this is really sort of a perfect segue into to the next aspect, and that is um, the ability to network and, and not only grow um, from a business standpoint, but also uh, develop some lifelong relationships. So actually take a deep breath, uh, Holly, because I'm going to start with you this time, and then we're going to work back the other way. Okay. Um, you know, as a, senior, as a senior vice president of yeah, – <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, as a senior vice president of um, Konica Minolta, of course – you understand the importance of building relationships. I mean, that's really um, the the premium, if you will, in any sort of a sales environment. It's it's about relationship building, and out through relationships, of course, you develop lifelong partnerships uh, and business deals. So, talk about how golf has opened that door for you. Um, and, and again, I know that you're fairly new to the game, but it's obviously opened some doors and created some opportunities that maybe you might not have had before. Talk a little bit about that, and then. Um, Marianne, we'll, we'll go to you next. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been with the company for over 20 years, and um, so this is all new to me. And it's definitely opened some doors as far as getting involved more on um, our sponsorship side, where I've been able to be involved in certain of the outings and and kind of. Um, recognized differently by some of the men, um, you know, upper management in the company. You know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, you golf? Uh, you know, you can come with us too. You know, and it's been really rewarding in that way. Um, and then on our outside, you know, I'm in finance, so it's, I'm not really on the sales side, but I do have some um, some uh, relationships with American Express um, and some of the other vendors 
where you know they have a big presence at at golf outings too. And and I was just invited to the U.S. Open under the you know the Amex tent, and um, it, it's been very rewarding that way too because once somebody finds out that you golf, they're kind of you know inviting you to golf outings or inviting you to play or um, inviting you to socialize with people that you wouldn't normally socialize with. And it, I, I find it very rewarding in that way. Right. And it, and it, it creates an opportunity as well. Um, you know, let me just throw this in there because, and, and I think you can all probably relate on some level, you know, one of the biggest criticisms I think that a lot of women have had in the past is you know, when either their company or there's been some sort of a corporate event that they've kind of had to sit on the sidelines because they weren't maybe involved in, in golf um, as a player um, or the company maybe didn't realize they played golf. And a lot of times they would get involved in uh, certainly they went to the to the outings in some cases, some cases they didn't. But a lot of times they were sort of left to, you know, maybe tend a, 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 the desk over here or, um, you know, right help give out the prizes and they weren't really involved. So they didn't feel part of the event as much as they would like to. So um, Marianne, as, as somebody that's involved with a, with a large banking organization, how did you find now that that door has been opened, how it's helped you to be able to develop and network a little bit more? Well, networking helps a lot because obviously you hear banker people run there's a lot of networking events i go to and if i go in first talking about banks they walk away if i talk about golf right. they stop and listen and get to know me because banking right. is all relationship golf helps mm -hmm. me build that relationship easier and a lot more confidence they have in me um Going on a golf outing, there's many, many times I'm the only woman out there golfing, which is kind of weird, but it also puts the spotlight on me because I am the only woman out there at a certain events. Many events, I'm the only woman out there. And with the you know, Women's Golf Association of New Jersey, I'm helping to bring more women to these events. So I'm not the only one out there. But I do like having the spotlight on me as well, but... I was going to say, isn't that fun? Right. <laughs> it is fun. I know. Right. Right. Well, and, and I guess really the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, we understand as, as professionals uh, in whatever field we may be in, the importance of networking and getting to know our customers. And there is no other way, in my opinion, that allows you as much time as out on a golf course to be able to do that. I mean, you know, and, and ladies, I, I think you would all agree, you know, on a 20 minute sales call, you don't really get to know your customer that well. You, you've got to ask certain questions. You've got to pry a little bit uh, just to get certain information out of them. And you don't really get to, to understand who that person is yet on a golf course where you maybe have four between four to five hours. It gives you a lot of alone time to talk about other things, not just business, uh, and not even just golf, but just other things, the relationship things. Uh, and, and, Pat, you can talk a little bit about that, what it's done to you to, to be able to help network with other uh, men and women uh, out in the golf course that you maybe weren't able to do as successfully off the golf course. Uh, Ted, it, it blows my mind every time I think about all the little stories. Um, I, getting involved with Women's Golf Association. And then I met a woman named Sharon who said, oh, my company needs a speaker. Why don't you come? The last one was boring. You'd be great. And I got introduced to Konica and then happened to work for them once, got called back again, became friends with Holly who came in. It's just this, it's just this growing, um, like a, uh, an avalanche in the best possible way of building relationships uh, another woman that's part of the group from KPMG said to me, oh, there's a networking event at our Short Hills office, which is about a half an hour away. Um, they're going to need golf. They want to get involved in women's leadership, diversity, and inclusion in golf. Why don't you go to the event? Well, the woman I was supposed to meet was not there, but because of my, um, I'll say, blessing, my golf relationship, you know, you kind of fast-track the friendship route when, you, when people know you through that kind of relationship. It's interesting. So I walked mm. in the door, and within one night's networking in a room full of pretty much strangers, I got invited to be a speaker at Baltistral, if you know what Baltistral is, where the U.S. Open has been. Right. 
So for the industry mm-hmm. itself, for the Women's uh, Healthcare Business Women's Association, and I also ended up picking up a global pharmaceutical client who we met that night, called in, put a master service agreement, and launched a global program and got paid in less than four months' time, all because of a golf relationship that someone opened a door, invited me into a private access spot, and because we were able to have those kinds of conversations, you just fast track. People tend to, if they like you, you know, they have to like you, obviously, but the trust factor and the bonding and the relationship building, and it's not a salesy conversation. That's the most important part. It's really about understanding what does success look like? How would you feel when you get there? And what's going on in your organization, whether it's your company or your industry group or your trade association or your team, what's going on there and how can we help you? And so the uh, world is starting to really embrace diversity and inclusion conversations and women's leadership. The time is now to kind of step forward Mm -hmm. with all of that. And Conica has a program called Step Forward that leveraged um, all these leadership points. Um, KPMG did the same. It's just become this really tremendous momentum. But the friendships and the networking from having that quality time on and off the golf course, and again, even off the golf course, Marianne and I are on the board together for Waganj, and we do the marketing and corporate sponsorship. So we get to play together. We get to do fundraising. We help support scholarship programs for college, you know, juniors, junior golfers, whether it be little girls Mm -hmm. or college girls. So we're helping improve charities. Um, We help with Gianna Rojas with Adaptive Golfers, the one-handed lady golfer. We're doing a fundraiser for her coming. So we're spending time together, helping make the world a better place, meeting wonderful people, and having lots of fun and laugh doing it. So the fact that, again, I'm not the athlete by any stretch of the imagination, but who would have thought at age right. in my 40s and, or 50s I could have so many doors open? That was probably the most important part, the networking and the open doors and the new kinds of friendships. Because like Holly said, people do look at you differently when they know right. that you play golf. Right. I don't know what it is, but they do. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. And I think that, you know, men have known this for, for a long, long time. This is why so many – uh, executives um, play golf. I mean, some certainly, you know, uh, are lucky if they can hit the ball straight 100 yards um, and, you know, struggle getting around 18 holes, but they understand the power of networking and using it as a business tool and have learned to, to obviously laugh at themselves a little bit at time. And you have to be able to do that, especially at, at an amateur level, because uh, you're not, you know, unless you, of course, uh, go out and and uh, get entrenched in some lessons and things like that to improve your game. Um, you've got to be willing to, to, to just look back and, and have some fun with it. Um, but I, I like the fact that it has opened so many doors for so many um, business professionals, uh, especially women, who might not have had those opportunities otherwise um, uh, or certainly would have had to work that much harder to open some doors. And, and I want to talk about, um, Marianne, if you wouldn't mind – uh, maybe a couple of areas and, and, you know, dressing for success as an example, maybe you could talk a little bit, uh, uh, maybe give some tips for some of the, the women that might be tuning into the show this morning about uh, how to sort of prepare going from your corporate office out to the golf course. Uh, well, I always have a bag in my car ready to go. Um, basically I'm in a suit all day. And then when I take clients out or even prospects out, you know, I'm ready to go off on a drop of a moment's notice. If I have an opportunity, I just dress and go, turn the cell phones off, and concentrate on that one person I'm trying to get to know and build relationships with. Right, exactly. And, and you know, also, too, uh, Marianne, there's a lot of great women's lines that are available now. They're very turnkey. Uh, and what I mean by that, we've had a, f- a number of them on the show here over the years where you can actually wear a lot of the outfits both uh, on and off the golf course in a professional setting. And it can be something as simply as slipping a jacket uh, over top uh, and now you're ready for, for the boardroom, uh, taking that jacket off 
and wearing what's underneath, uh, you can actually transition to the golf course. So there's uh, the women's market is just really uh, exploding in that area. There are so many fantastic, um, you know, women professionals uh, in the clothing aspect that are just really addressing both of those areas. And, and I'm sure you're probably aware of some of them, but um, uh, that's a that's a great thing as well. Um, Holly, I want to ask you. Um, a, a question as well as, as a for business professional and as somebody who is again very recent uh, recently adapted to golf um, what do you try to do when you go to the golf course even if it's not in a corporate event or it's not a, in a professional golf setting um, and you've invited a group of whether it be clients or maybe even just some friends what do you try to do as far as um, I want to say work the room, but what opportunities does it open up for you on the golf course, getting to know uh, the people that you're playing with? Yeah, I've, I've met a lot of great people. And like what I said before is I really love the diversity of the people that I've met. You know, I golf with 30-year-olds and I've golfed with 60- and 70-year-olds. So it's really quite – it brings everybody together. But I have um, – I, I talk about golf all the time at work, and I really do try to identify the women here that are either playing already or are interested in golf and try to get them out on the course. Um, I had one husband thank me and say, oh, thank you for bringing, you know, getting my wife out golfing. You know, I've, I've been trying to get her out for years, you know, and um, now we have something else that we can enjoy together. But the people that, um, you know, that I usually bring, a lot of them are from work and some are from friends, um, you know, really introduce them to the, the great people that I've met, like, you know, Pat and Marianne. Um, whenever mm -hmm. I'm there, the people that I bring, I like to, you know, introduce to around, because you never know, you know. I mean, you know, some people, um, you know, either are looking for a job or or have a job opportunity that they can, that they're looking for to fill. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's been rewarding for the people that I've I've encountered and, I've gotten people to join uh, Waganj, and and they're they're pretty excited the way I am that they really love golf, and either their you know relationship with their husband's great you know better, or they've met somebody through golf, uh, some of the networking that we have there, or that stemmed into something else that that you know either some sort of fundraiser or some some sort of women's event that they've gone to and and you know uh, expanded their um, networking. What do you say, Holly, to some of your um, your fellow female uh, business professionals who maybe have not made that transition to golf yet, don't understand, uh, you know, hey, I just don't get it, you know, chasing this little white ball around the golf course, uh, I just don't get it. What do you say to those people? Well, I I do say to probably everybody that I talk to that are that are with my friend group and it's expanding all the time now with Wagange, but um, you know just come and play. It's absolutely beautiful out. It's great people. Um, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's really I would say very relaxing, very fun. You know, not intimidating. You know. The women, you know, I don't know many people or anybody that I've ever played with that was, com you know, competitive or, or felt, um, you know, that they weren't worthy, <laughs> you know. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody kind of right. comes out and has a good time. And, and the people that I've got to join, um, our relationships have definitely gotten better, and they're having a good time as well. So it's just a good time. Right, exactly. Um, and, and I think it also... It, it 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 doesn't just open up doors, obviously from a sales uh, perspective, um, but obviously the relationship. And I think a lot of people that have never played, you know, one of the things that I always say to them is, is you know, and I know it's kind of an old adage, but don't knock it until you try it. I think a lot of people don't realize that golf, believe it or not, can be a great stress reliever. And and I'll point out very quickly, and then Pat, I want to ask you a couple of questions is you know even though it can be difficult and challenging it also mimics life and if you think about this from this perspective you know when you go through life there's various challenges that you're faced with um, it, you know various hurdles that you might have to overcome and you have to develop the skills 
uh, and the wherewithal to be able to overcome those challenges. Well, the same thing happens on the golf course. So what better training ground for life than out in a golf course when you're navigating bunkers and water hazards and things like that? And in your mind, you can just imagine that these are different life challenges that you have to overcome. So by focusing on your golf game and developing the skills to be able to handle yourself out in the golf course, you're actually preparing yourself uh, to handle uh, your, your own personal uh, stature, if you will, uh, off the golf course in life. And a lot of people don't realize, but that's what draws so many people to golf is there are so many parallels um, to how you play golf, to how you handle life. And I think it's a great life lesson that can be learned. Um, Pat, I want to, talk to you very quickly if you can about uh not only golf course uh, networking etiquette but sort of the do's and the don'ts maybe you can give us an example of uh uh, what you're talking about there absolutely um i'll give you a great example i had a woman attorney who got invited to play golf and she knew enough to know that yes she should just say yes and then figure out that there were some nuances that she wasn't going to be aware of. So the first part of golf etiquette is realizing that it's kind of got its own language, whether it be the jargon of it and how things work. So it's not literally um, common sense. What's common sense to a business executive might not translate exactly on the golf course. So I, she called me and said, can you take me and teach me the do's and don'ts of etiquette? So that when I go there, I know I don't feel like an idiot. I, I want to don't want to be embarrassed. I want confidence. So those kind of questions are the common parts of why you should learn etiquette because you don't have to play well, but if you understand some of the basic rules of the road, you can keep yourself feeling confident and comfortable in any environment, regardless of your skill set. So we even teach how to pull in, what a bag drop looks like, how to dress so that you are appropriate. And like Marianne said, you know, your skirt or skirt is a certain uh, length. You should be wearing a mm-hmm. collar, um, you know, those kinds of things. How We teach how to call a pro shop or how to invite a client. So there's things you should ask right. about. Restrooms, what are the rules? Do you change your sneakers into your golf shoes in the parking lot or do you carry them in? Is there a private locker facility? Golf resorts have different rules about where you're allowed to wear what kinds of shoes even. Um, I wouldn't have known Mm -hmm. that otherwise, but I learned that the hard way. Um, About conversation, leaving your cell phone off, about um, even things like where you're allowed to stand or where you're allowed to speak. Now, you're a golf teaching professional, Ted, so this is common sense to you, but I remember my husband teaching me about not stepping on someone's line, which I thought meant between you and the hole. Right. That made sense. I understood that. So I was standing behind him talking to my girlfriend and he looked at me and he's like, first of all, please don't talk. And second (laughs) of all, you're in my line. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm behind you. He said, no, your line is your visual line and it extends in front of you and in back of you. Now, I have a master's degree. I'm not a stupid person normally, but those were not common sense (laughs) things to me. I thought I was being appropriate. My intention was to be appropriate. I thought I was being appropriate, but obviously it's just I didn't know any better. So we, I built Rock Your Golf literally to teach people how and why to get involved, how to dress, how to pack for a golf business trip, um, the language of it, the layout of the course and what some of those terms are so they start to sound more familiar. The things you need to know to be able to Find a place to play. How do you look for a place to play? Well, playing golf is not just on the golf course. It could be having a putter in your family room. It could be um, going to the driving range with friends after work. Holly and I play in an indoor league year-round. We have a simulator indoor league. So we're in New Jersey. It's a lot of snow. So on Monday nights during the winter, we have, I don't know, how 30-something, 28, 30 people, let's say, Getting together on Monday nights throughout the winter, BYOB, we bring snacks, we bring food, we have fun, and then we all go out to dinner after. So you're not um, stuck inside. But So the etiquette even extends to how do you manage yourself on an indoor facility. So you're not walking across golf holes. So how do you rotate through? How should you be set up? Um, The fact that 30 minutes early is on time in golf. Late is not late. Late is showing up less than 30 minutes before you're supposed to start. That's not common sense. Right. It's golf common sense. 
Right, and, and, and that's a great point to bring up because there are a lot of uh, – anybody that's new to the game, but particularly for women because it, it hasn't been, other than at the professional level, it hasn't been something that's been uh, in their wheelhouse for, for many, many decades. And there are a lot of women who are just new to the game, and there are really two areas that women fear the most. Obviously, first and foremost, out in the golf course, they don't want to look foolish and they don't want to be embarrassed about their play or or lack of play, Um, but they don't want to show up to the golf course and have a bunch of eyes staring at them because they don't know what they're uh, doing or they're not sure of the rules or the etiquette. And and ultimately, it goes back to they they don't want to feel uh, embarrassed or that they've done something wrong. So I think it's good... In addition to, um, you know, taking some lessons and learning how to play the game uh, on the physical side of it, it's also good to uh, get some knowledge and understand. So anything that you can read about golf and learn about the etiquette, get yourself a a rule book as well to understand the rules. You don't have to know them verbatim because I guarantee you uh, most professionals don't know all the rules uh, from start to finish. But it is uh, important that you understand uh, the general rules of the game, how it's played, and and so on and so forth, um, just so that when you do show up to the golf course, um, you're ready to play and you have a general understanding of what's expected of you. And as you pointed out earlier, you know, call ahead, um, not just to make the tee time, but ask, uh, you know, those in the pro shop uh, about some of the, the conditions at the course, what, uh, you know, what's acceptable uh, dress things are changing um, you know before it was always a collared shirt um, some of the courses are becoming a little bit more relaxed now so uh, it's always good to understand what the dress code might be uh, and also how how early they expect you to show up as you pointed out Pat as well Pat I want to also get you very quickly to touch on uh, about using social media as well this is another way that women can uh, help to grow their network uh, along with uh, getting involved in golf Absolutely. Well, you and I met through Lynx Golfers, Sean Kelly's group on LinkedIn, um, and we've made lots of friends with folks in and around, not just, well, yes, people, professionals, teaching pros, but folks in and around the golf industry, whether they are in the resort area or they're just enjoying golf and loving golf. So, you know, 50,000 people around the world chiming in and having conversations. Um, They tend to ask me a lot of the questions about the women inclusion and golf piece of it or from the business person's perspective, because they know that I'm not a golf LPGA pro. That's what a Cindy Miller's for. Cindy's the, the expert on all things around implementation, but I can, you know, like Tom Sawyer with a paintbrush, Pat Roquet with a golf club. And so we use things like right. Facebook. Um, I just got a condo in Myrtle beach and I don't know anybody here for the most part. So I went into the Myrtle Beach Golf Group and started asking questions, even things like I need to get my oil changed and my tires rotated. Where should I go? I'm going to have one of the golf people tell me, right? So it might sound funny, but we become each other's resource. So whether it be – so Women's Golf Association, we taught a lot of the ladies how to use Facebook because many of them were not on social media, some of the older women, and now they are on Facebook. They're posting pictures. We're getting more engagement. We are finding a lot of the charities are coming out of the woodwork, and we can support their efforts. We make donations, generous donations, um, membership and swag. I give them free coaching session. I actually let them raffle off a $2,400 free webinar package as well. So it's a great prize for a charity who's looking to raise money for their thing. So we use social media to attract local charities who are looking for support and to promote their events as well as any or all golf opportunities or even learning scholarships for college-bound senior high school girls. I mean, so it's, it's not always just about the logistics of golf itself. It's about, as Holly said and Marianne said, using social media as yet another way to grow our community, to build a network, to find like-minded people. So golf is your now first connector, and then you start to realize people's values. If you cheat on the golf course, you probably take shortcuts in other areas of your life. If you can keep a smile and laugh at yourself, no matter how silly and ugly the last shot is, knowing that you have one more 
you know, you always get a chance to reinvent yourself. Well, those are the kinds of people you want to lean on in times of tough family situations or making big life decisions, or we have a lot of uh, sandwich generation. People are juggling their aging parents and their kids and their family. You know, it's a lot of work besides the work we do. And golf social media has become a source of where's their meetup opportunities? Where are their events? Is it a friends and family at our sponsor's golf shop or is it a um, trivia night? I mean, we sell out trivia night even. 125 women will show up. So social media has become a great way exactly to not just educate. I mean, I use it for education purposes and run programs and courses, of course, but it's a great way to stay connected, to have other opportunities um, and just become really involved in the communities where we work and live and play golf. Wow, fantastic. You know, i got to make a quick uh, side note here um, about New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey, as far as participation in my shows, I get the highest return uh, ratings, if you will, from the New Jersey area than any other market in the United States. So it's obviously a very big... (laughs) Uh, marketing group and 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 golf golfing group up in New Jersey, despite only having uh, and and if you think about that when you look at other mar- and the reason I wanted to point that out is you know of course I live in Florida and of course we've uh, got California and Arizona and some other uh, what you would think would be big golfing markets and Myrtle Beach of course uh, which certainly are but for some reason I don't know what it is up in New Jersey but we've got some diehard golfers up there because I get a phenomenal turnout of listeners from the New Jersey area higher and quite a bit higher than any other area. Of course, uh, I get listeners from all over the world with this uh, format, but um, higher than any other demographic in the United States. And it comes from New Jersey. So I got to give some credit, I'm sure to you, Pat, as well, for doing such a phenomenal job and, and Holly and and Marianne for just doing some, some great work and and getting uh, uh, the base, if you will, fired up. Um, which reminds me, uh, Pat, maybe you can touch a little bit about this as well as uh, the New Jersey golf expansion. Talk about that, some of the things that you guys have done. And, and what a great story, uh, the Women's Golf Association of New Jersey. You've now got 650-plus members. Uh, and just a few short years ago, you had less than half of that. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, it's crazy growth. We have fun. I'm telling you, it's just it's fun. And we're not afraid to shout that from the rooftop. It's, you don't have to be a good golfer, but if you want to have fun, come. And that message resonates with a lot of people who, like myself and Holly and Marion, would have been maybe intimidated otherwise. Um, but we've got social media. We've got probably 32, 30-something leagues all over. We've expanded down into Monmouth County which is down at the Jersey Shore. So we've literally just kept growing and growing. Um, We're very open to embracing, partnering, and working with corporations, with other associations. Marianne is just the bionic marketer. She's so funny. But, you know, the Hispanic women lawyers. um, I do work with the professional women in construction. Um, Topgolf reach New Jersey. I went to the governor a couple of years ago when we launched the global women's golf day with all the ladies down at the PGA show a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. Um, I was part of that, but I went to the governor of New Jersey and said, Hey, why do we have to wait a year? I mean, do it for a day. And we declared June as women's golf month in the state of New Jersey because we have the LPGA show, right? Classic. And we have the USGA headquarters in our state, and we have all kinds of, you know, the um, well, now it's the Northern Trust, what was the Barclays, the first part of the FedEx Cup is in New Jersey. We just had the U.S. Women's Open at Trump Edminster. So we're very involved in golf, even though we only get warm weather a few times, you know, not as long as most other places. We've got a rich heritage, and we've got a lot of big-hearted, big mouth people who are willing to, you know, be the voice box. Well, you know, good things happen all over the world, but if you don't make people aware of them, they just go silently. And we aren't afraid to tell people this is what's going on, and we welcome you with open arms. You don't have to be a good athlete. You don't have to have a lot of time, but if you're looking for a way to reinvent yourself or find something you never thought you could have fun doing, give us a shot. Come on out. Have fun. And we have a lot of ways to embrace people to come on board and spend an hour with us 
And an hour with us will change your life forever. And we tell people that all the time. But even as I watch Holly, all of a sudden Holly's got this one. And that Holly's got a whole tribe. It's so <laughs> funny. It's, but it's, isn't it true? It's really true. You, it's, it's really this Pied Piper kind of thing. And it's growing. So we, the folks at the New Jersey State Golf Association are phenomenal. We just went down. I was at the rules change for next year. So there will be some more golfer-friendly rules in play, like keeping the, the stick in the hole when you're putting, things like that. But right now we tell people, Charlie Reimer in the Golf Channel, I'm sure you know this, Ted, put out the relaxed yes. rules of golf. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go out and we'll yep. share that with our folks and say, look, we're not expecting you to be good. You don't even have to keep score. You probably won't keep score for years. But here's a good way to keep pace of play, even as you're a beginner. And once they realize yes. that it's okay, that they're welcomed on their terms at their level, that changes everything for people. So that's why I think New Jersey's hot in the market. You've got, you know, Brian Dobby from Montclair Country Club. They hosted right. us for an event. They let the ladies come up. You know, we belong, we're, we're kind of a virtual golf club. So we have, we provide the gin handicap for our members and things like that, but we are not in a physical building. So we go to right. 30 different golf courses, public and private. We give people exposure. What's country club living like? So mm-hmm. you can perhaps go in and do events or play at different locations. We are part of the New Jersey State Member Days where you can go. You do need to have a lower, you know, a 30 handicap, but you can play at magnificent private courses for very, very reasonable money. There's at least a dozen days you can go out and play all these fabulous private clubs. So we're giving people attempted thought of what's available and we're giving them access and we're giving them the means. We even loan people clubs. We try to make money be not an object. Golf can be expensive, but through the generosity sure. of, you know, Conica and our other sponsors, we keep the costs for participation as low as we can. We subsidize so that, you know, a $140 outing might cost you $80 or $90. So right. we keep things as reasonable as we can so that money is not a prohibitive factor. That's no excuse not to play. And that's how right, people exactly. in New Jersey roll. That's what we're doing. Yeah, and you do it well. Talk about, Pat, if you wouldn't mind, some of the new programs that you're working on. Oh, boy. Um, well, the speaking and expanding the leadership and diversity, I actually took my pro- my company and had a certified by the Society for Human Resource Managers, so that um, which is called SHRM, the acronym is SHRM, mm-hmm. and so people in the HR industry are required to have professional development credits, as a CPA would, et cetera, et cetera. But part of their learning is about shattering the glass ceiling, um, communication, client and internal engagement skills, things like that. So I've gotten my company certified so I'm now invited all over the world to teach courses and HR people are loving it because it's not just the benefits and hiring and firing practices kinds of learning that they need to do I bring a diversity and inclusion Um, I always say there's no grass ceiling on a golf course so that opened up a whole world of speaking and coaching and training opportunities. I'm going to be speaking about the stroll for the HBA Healthcare Businesswoman. Created an online program called Rock Your Golf, which means helping people learn how to get involved in the game. Um, And we'll be having weekly um, guest experts, men and women, to talk about golf and business and life. So it's not just about the logistics of golf, but it's about the networking and the growing relationships and those kinds of things. So that's rockyourgolf.com. And there'll mm-hmm. be some new, a new program coming up. I'll send you the link for that, Ted. So um, there's lots of good things happening. We have charity events coming up all over the place. Um, Wagange's website is wganj.com. It's our acronym, wganj.com. And it's really about helping people open up their eyes, find themselves with some new opportunities to experience something different, to get involved with their charity, their community, get more involved in their companies, and become kind of the Pied Piper in their organization. Yeah, and, and well said. Um, 
and and you know this is really the, I think the crux of it and 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 Holly and, and Marianne I think you would agree with this is you know as business professionals and I, I want you to each maybe take a moment or two if you can uh, and and Holly I'll start with you this time uh, to really for for those women that that are maybe tuning into the show that are maybe in a similar position to yourselves uh, maybe not necessarily the same level but uh, similar positions that have sort of been sitting on the fence they don't understand. Um, you know, obviously they don't understand about golf in general, but they don't really see or understand the opportunities that it can create. Talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, Holly, about the opportunities for, for business women, not necessarily uh, professionals, but maybe business owners, um, what it can do for them in a general sense by getting involved in golf, even if they don't play. Okay. Well, first I have to say, you know, I agree with Pat on on um, that – you know, don't be intimidated. You know, the people out there, the women out there, they're really great. And and when we do that that simulator or any other outing where there's somebody that knows more than you do, they they help you and they teach you and you get free um, counseling uh, on golf. It's definitely um, so. Don't worry about that or even cost prohibitive because for women, it, it doesn't. It's actually not as expensive as men. We do we do. Um, uh, golf pros do you get the golf pros at you know at a promise and and they have a group of women and it's really reasonable because you're not getting a private lesson but you're getting a group of say eight or nine women um, but I would definitely you know say it does open doors it does become you know another topic of conversation I personally am not a, a uh, sports enthusiast so I know nothing about mm-hmm. sports and I do nothing with sports but that happens to be a big topic sometimes in, in meetings with with men, and I can't chime in until they start talking about golf, and then I start chiming in. Um, so that's right. kind of opened some definitely some, some conversation for me. Uh, I definitely would say to anyone thinking about joining, you know, get out there. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's relaxed. Um, it's good people, and uh, it's not really cost prohibitive. And, um, you know, outside, it's good for you. And then, uh, you know, inside, internally, at your work environment, it opens up a lot of doors and relationships with people because now you have uh, something else that you in common with, with men and women within the company. And it's, you know, definitely fostered some relationships there as well. Excellent point. Um, and, and Marianne, obviously, you know, somebody that works uh, for, uh, again, a large bank in your area, um, you get the opportunity to work with a lot of uh, business people um, and particularly with, with a lot of women who uh, are entrepreneurs and, and have started their own business or in the process of starting their own business. What do you try to say to them with respect to golf and how it can benefit them? And again, even if they don't uh, – maybe at this time choose to play or get engaged in playing golf, um, but just some of the different events surrounded in golf, how it can benefit them being involved maybe as a sponsor. Um, talk about a little bit about that, What you, some of the conversations that you might have with, with some of your uh, clients. Well, first thing with women, we have to – our colleagues are out there golfing. So we got to convince the women you don't have to sit at your desk to develop relationships it's easier to do it out in the golf course. So that's the one thing. They're time management at the office. They're afraid to leave the office. So once I get them on the golf course, it opens the world up to so many other different things. Um, there's other ways to get your work done besides behind the desk. So that's the first challenge I have with a lot of women's golfers. Once they're out there or just, you know, they see – a whole different world, a whole different world of networking. So uh, it's easier then to get the sponsorships to bring it into, you know. Right. And and I think that for, for, yeah, I think for a lot of women, uh, I think one of the benefits that they can see by, again, even if they choose not to play at this point, maybe they're, they're not confident yet to, to get out there and, and, and take up the game, um, but maybe their business can be involved in uh, one of the smaller local events, uh, 
whether it be as a sponsor or even uh, as volunteers, getting out there and, and networking and working. So it can open up so many doors. Um, and Pat, you've seen this yourself working with a lot of, um, you know, especially women who are newer to the business community. Um, maybe they've worked for another company for years and they've taken that leap of faith and decided that, you know, I'm going to join or I'm going to start my own business and I want to get out there and they don't know where to start. Golf is a great place to start, correct? It is by far a great place to start. I don't know what it is, but there's something about people, A, that are willing to take the time, as Marianne just alluded to. That's a conscious decision, and it's an important one because trying to grow a business is not just, as she said, about sitting behind a desk. It's about mapping out a game plan about who, how do you put your best self forward and who really deserves to work with you? What are your gifts and who are you looking to share them with? So I do a lot with folks who live, love, and work in and around the golf industry because they tend to invest time in themselves and be willing to take chances and are willing to reinvent themselves. So it's a mindset. So when you're looking at how would you grow business, well, what better way, as they said before, where do you get to spend quality time and get to know people as people? If you were, um, again, selling insurance or if you were – the local restaurant, or if you were in the Chamber of Commerce, all those places, there's some really smart people who are out getting involved in the Chamber Golf outings and and making relationships and using golf as an excuse to have quality time out of the office without all those ears listening and having some wonderful conversations, some laughs. They call the 19th hole, you know, is where you have your cocktails after. If anybody doesn't know that, you'll learn that term pretty quickly. Um, But it's putting yourself in that kind of environment. Golf tends to attract a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of executives, a lot of decision makers who appreciate building relationships. So it is a game changer and a door opener. And that's why the three of us took time out of our workday to be here to help you spread that message. Yeah, and you've done a fantastic job. Well, I hate to say it, ladies, but uh, that was probably one of the fastest hours uh, I, th- I think that I've done. You guys did a fantastic job, and I want to I commend you for, for um, taking time away from, from your busy schedule. I know it's not always easy uh, to be able to do that, so I appreciate that. And, and I think that, you know, we're certainly not going to invent the wheel here, and this wasn't really the purpose uh, of the show today, and it was really to sort of open the eyes – uh, of women out there who, again, maybe sitting on the fence that um, maybe don't know where to start. Here's three women who certainly did not grow up in the game of golf, uh, didn't start at a very early age, and have taken it up much later in, in life. But as you can hear through the passion of their voice and, and their discussion, that it's something that they have grappled onto uh, with both hands and are very uh, excited about sharing that with, with many of you out there. So, um, Pat and, and Marianne and Holly, I want to thank you very much for joining me this morning and talking about uh, women in golf on women of golf. And I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and input. And I hope that uh, you will continue your efforts up in the New Jersey area uh, with the many different organizations, particularly the uh, uh, Women's Golf Association of New Jersey. You guys have done a phenomenal job uh, in, in expanding that uh, network. And I thank you for all the many listeners from New Jersey that have been tuning into my show. And I know it's because of all the hard work that you ladies are doing up there. So thank you. Um, so Pat, Marianne and, and, and Holly have a great day. And, and thank you for joining me this morning on the women of golf. Thank you. Have a great day. God bless you, Ted. Thank you. All right. You, all right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was my very special guest uh, this morning, Pat Roquet uh, from Rock Your Golf, Mary Ann Belts, uh, VP of the uh, Valley National Bank, and Holly DeSantis, uh, Senior Vice President, Financial Planning and Analysis and Reporting from Conica Minolta Business Solutions uh, USA, Inc. Uh, thank you again, ladies, for, for joining me uh, this morning on the Women of Golf. And as I mentioned, uh, Cindy, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, has been away uh, this weekend will be away next week. Next week, I'll have uh, uh, some more uh, great guests on the show. And I believe uh, we're going to be having uh, the winner of uh, one of the Symmetra Tour events. In fact, I think it might be the Iowa uh, Championship. 
she wasn't able to make it uh, the previous week uh, due to a scheduling conflict, so I think she's going to be able to uh, join us next week on, on one of the segments. So I hope uh, you'll tune in for that. Um, and Cindy, we missed you this morning, but uh, we know you're out doing some great things. Uh, as always, to uh, continue to, to grow this game. And I want to take this opportunity to thank all of the many listeners from uh, around the world for faithfully tuning in each and every week to the Women of Golf. We truly enjoy bringing uh, this network to you, and we'll hope you continue to tune in. Don't forget to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash womenofgolf um, or go to itunes.com, stitcher.com, or tunein.com, and again, type in Women of Golf, and you can listen to the show there as well in its entirety uh, when it's convenient for you. So on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, even though she's not here today, my name is Ted Rico, and I want to thank you for tuning into the Women of Golf. God bless everybody, and have a great week. <laughs>